Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Half This podcast on the Friday's morning tea series, where I spilled the tea on myself. And today's gonna be some pretty hot and steamy tea because if you didn't listen to my Tuesday episode this week, I pretty much gave it away somewhat about what I'll be talking about today. And today, I'm gonna be talking about a like a my first romantic experience. But pretty much involves me and my incredibly oblivious nature. And、uh, let me say this as well: two disclaimers. One, I am laughing at myself. In no shape or form am I laughing at anyone other than myself, nor am I making fun of anyone other than myself. Anything I say is towards myself. Whatever you want to say about that. Second disclaimer: I did my own research about. The preferred and more appropriate terms, such as you know, let's say homosexual versus gay or heterosexual versus straight. Although maybe like homosexual and heterosexual may seem more, I guess the how do you say the more the objective terms, if that makes sense. Like I don't know how else to describe it. It's like more the official terms. Yeah, I don't know how to describe it. Like I just learned pretty much that saying. Someone is gay versus homosexual, or someone is straight versus heterosexual, is more preferred in the appropriate way and the accepted way as well. That's why I've learned. I've asked people as well. So, if you believe I am incorrect and this was a ignorant mistake of mine, please call me out for it. I do apologize in advance for anything that I say that may seem offensive, rude, ignorant. I don't want to do that again. The story I'm about to tell. It's just me laughing at myself because of how oblivious I am and how much my oblivious nature misled someone,、uh, <laughs> and it just happened to involve、uh, a, a gay guy. So I mean, that's pretty much the story. I mean, it could have been a girl, right? Whoever the person may be, it's just me and my oblivious nature. But yeah, the story today is kind of going off of the theme of romance. I talked about it on Tuesday because it was Valentine's Day on Sunday, so why not share a story, spill some juicy, hot, steamy tea on myself, and not one that is scalding hot to the point where it'll burn someone like myself too. Anyways, let's get into the story. So if this takes back, when was this? Pretty much like my freshman year, where it was the very beginning of the year and. When I was entering freshman year, the type of person I was、uh, was someone who was a lone wolf, who had this kind of isolation lone wolf mentality, where I just wanted to focus on my studies, on my training, and just on myself for the most part. I wasn't trying to act cold or stuck up with anyone. Like I was always nice. I always wanted to remain neutral with anyone and be respectful, just playful as well when appropriate. But overall, I wasn't there to make friends or socialize. I was just there to. Focus on my academics and training because I just, yeah, you've heard me talk about my myself during college and the type of lines of thinking and self-deprecating thoughts I've held. But that was pretty much who I was coming into college, my freshman year. And before actually my freshman year began, I was actually in this one program that's supposed to help college students transition into college more easily. And this was a one-month-long program. And we got to stay in the dorms for that month, so it, it kind of felt like a summer camp as well for high schoolers. If if you've ever been to one, 
I've been to one and it definitely felt that way with some of the rules and regulations, the program structure. It just seemed like a high school summer program. Uh, but anyways, it was a fun time. It was really great and valuable as well as a college student. And this is where my first romantic experience took place. Now, that first week, oh, one other thing. We're also all assigned, uh, all 200 students who were in this program, all assigned to these groups. And yeah, that's, I mean, just to give you some context with that. Now, that first week of the program, I was pretty much, like I said, the lone wolf, just focused on my studies. And I just did not really socialize with my group because I just, I was just so intimidated by everyone. And I was thinking, oh, whoa, like they're the, they're probably the popular kids. And these other kids are probably the, I don't know what to call them. Like the sporty kids. Like, oh, I can't, like, I can't socialize with anyone. Like I feel so intimidated by everyone. Like I'm just beneath them greatly. And so because of that, I guess that fear and intimidation, but also just with the other, just like ways I behaved and just lived my life, like my outlook on life, just prevented me from socializing even within my own group for that program. So that first week, I pretty much spent my time alone and not really socializing. And I did talk to some people here and there, even within my group and outside of my group, like specifically within the same dorm building. And oh, some further context. All 200 students were dormed in one of two dormitory buildings. And the events that take place and the things that happen to me all pretty much involve those who were staying in the dorm building I was in, right? I mean, it makes sense, right? We're all going to be closer because we're all within the same living quarters. Now, that first week, again, just by myself, doing my thing, going to the gym, studying, all good stuff, but pretty much lonely stuff, right? Not, I guess, not entirely fun. And it wasn't until the beginning of the second week of the program where I started to socialize and actually make some friends. And that was where it was all thanks to some people within my own group who started to reach out to me by trying to, I guess, connect with me like with the gym. Like, oh, I noticed you go to the gyms and they asked me if they could come with me or if I wanted to come with them. And I wanted to be nice because I was like, oh, oh okay, yeah, let's thank you for just accepting me and <laughs> inviting me out. Yeah, I would love to go with you. Um, and I was also nervous and I was like wondering like, why is this happening to me? Like, I wouldn't think people would be interested in me. So I started to become closer to those within my own group of the program. And then later within that second week, I started to, I guess, become closer with another group that was within the same dorm building. And this group was living one floor below me i was on the so this is a four floor sorry that sounded weird a four floor building i was on the third one and the other group that i became a bit closer to was on the second floor and that's where my uh my crush lived too <laughs> yeah anyways within that second week someone from that second floor invited me out to go stargazing with him and his group of friends which were within that you know second floor group and i was like oh what um yeah sure i i would love to go yeah thank you for inviting me and the reason why i'm so accepting of this and very baffled like the way i even like say it within this episode is because that's how i thought about it. that's how i reacted to these invitations like these acts of generosity towards me because i was like why would people be nice to me like why Am I being treated nicely? And why do people want to be, I guess, seemingly want to be friends with me? Which is probably a stupid way to think about things and uh, I guess perceive other people's actions for me. 
But yeah, it, it, that's just how I thought about them. And that is also due to my oblivious nature in certain situations. Now, within this second group, or sorry, how do I label them? I'll just, I'll just say this. Within the second floor group that I started to become closer with, one guy started to invite me out to go stargazing. This isn't my crush. This is just some other dude who I actually became somewhat closer to throughout the program. Now, I went out to go stargazing. I don't know what day of the week, but I, I would think that it was towards the end of that second week of the program. So it was the evening time. I went out with the second floor group and it was freezing cold. It was super cold for the summertime. It was like around August, I believe. And one girl had booty shorts and, or I don't want to say booty shorts. It's like really short shorts, sort of like pajama shorts, I guess. <laughs> that was really, I said shorts too much in that sentence. Anyways, they were like really short pajama shorts. And she also wore like this spaghetti strap top or something. And I was like, whoa, dude, she must be freezing cold. So because I want to be a gentleman, and that was it, just wanted to be a gentleman, I gave my jacket to her. So... That was, I was just wanted to be nice, and I mean, she was thankful for that. And But now, here's where the real story begins. My crush? What? No, wait, 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 wait. Is that, no, is that the right way to say it? My crush? No, wait, wait. Oh, no, no, okay. That's a nun. Sorry. Let me correct myself. <laughs> that, because I just realized that implies that this other person is my crush, like someone whom I like. Let's just say this is the person who, let's call him Thomas. No, would that be confusing? Let's say... Oh, okay, I don't want to waste too much time with coming up with labels. So let's just say his name is Thomas. That's not his real name. There was no one... Yeah, because I'm not going to throw anyone on the bus by revealing confidential information. So let's just call the other person who had a crush on me, Thomas. So Thomas came up to me and he asked me if I wanted to share his blanket with him. And I was like, Oh my gosh, Thomas, thank you so much. I, I would love to share the blanket with you. Something along the lines of that. But I was like pretty much showing like how grateful I was because it was cold and Thomas didn't have to share his blanket with me, right? I mean, he didn't. And I got under the blanket with Thomas and we all started to walk towards our campus's arboretum. And during this walk, I believe Thomas started to link arms with me. And got, I don't know, maybe closer to me, but nonetheless, like, held onto my arms or linked up with me. I didn't pay any attention to it. And I just thought Thomas was being a super nice person. Like, I thought he was being a friendly person. And yes, I will say that Thomas was just being a friendly person. I don't know what his intentions were, right? I mean, no matter how speculative and likely some possibilities may be, he was just being nice. He was sharing a blanket because it was cold and I was grateful for that. Now... With my speculation, <laughs> I think he was hitting on me and I did not know that. So th I think this was the first time where he was starting to make moves on me. Yeah, just that was just by sharing a blanket and wrapping his arms around my arms. And we were sitting down together too underneath the blanket. And for some reason, when I look back on it now, I never thought about like how other people looked at us or even like, even if I was somewhat uh like uh no, like aware of his actions i wouldn't even think about like if if other people knew he liked me or even if he liked me because romance was just never on my mind and i've mentioned this before i mentioned this in the tuesday episode like 
I was just never focused on romance because I, various reasons. Like one of them being like I was, I just always thought I would never be a part of that world. Like it's just never applicable to me. But yeah, romance was never in my mind in any shape or form. Definitely, you know, not being liked by another guy. So yeah, I just was so oblivious to it all. And that was the first move I believe Thomas made on me. Now, moving on into that third week, Thomas made a move on me again. And also another thing, I mean, within the couple these like, I would say major baller moves he made on me, I was also hanging out with him and other people as well, like his uh, second floor group. I was eating with them during lunchtime or during other meal times and just hanging out with them nonetheless, just getting closer to people, right? And I began to open up and I was very grateful to the people who reached out to me first because I am, yeah, I'm pretty much of a shy guy and I'll just say I'm a coward as well when it came to socializing back then. So very grateful to those who reached out to me. I'm very grateful for that. Now, let's get on to the juicy parts. <laughs> Thomas made another move on me, I believe. And this move, <sighs> see, I'll say this. I'm being speculative about the moves Thomas was making on me, like whether or not it was for, because he liked on me, or sorry, that was a weird way to say it, because he crushed on me or he, he liked me nonetheless. But I think this was a bit more obvious. <laughs> More, I guess more obvious than him linking arms with me and watching star, stargazing with me. And that was when he invited me to go watch a movie in his dorm room. So he texted me saying like if I went to watch a movie with him during the nighttime. And I was like, yeah, for sure. I'm not doing anything. I'm done with my studies. So I was also thinking other people were going to be in the same dorm room watching the movie with us. Or it was just a group activity, right? Just not us two, right? Not me and Thomas. It's going to be a group activity. But once I got to his room, I saw no one, just him on the bed with a laptop open, I think on Netflix. And I was like taken back a little bit because I was like, oh wait, this isn't a group activity. So with a couple of seconds of thinking about this, I was wanting to ask Thomas a question about what was happening, but in a way that didn't make me seem sus of what's going on, right? Because at the same time, I didn't think Thomas was making any moves on me, or I didn't even think about the situation in a romantic context. I was just like, oh, wait, what's going on? I was just genuinely confused. So again, I didn't think of anything romantically in this situation. I was just like, oh, what's going on? I thought there was other people joining us. So I asked Thomas, I believe, I'm, I wouldn't try to be accurate with this. I believe the way I asked the question was, oh, Thomas, who else is showing up? So that kind of shows that I was thinking other people were going to show up. I think another way, the way I didn't want to ask it was like, oh, Thomas, is this just you and me? Because that kind of feels like if I were to think about this from a psychological point of view, I think that would make Thomas feel like he's being targeted or attacked in one way or another. So yeah, I didn't want to say that. Instead asked, oh, who else is joining us? Or when are the others getting here? Or something like that. And then Thomas said, oh, it's just me and you. And I was like, oh, okay. And I mean, it wasn't like I was going to say no, right? I mean, I'm already there. I already told Thomas that I was going to be able to watch the movie because I had free time. So I wanted to watch the movie because I just didn't want to be rude. And I said, okay, in the beginning. So... Me and Thomas watched the movie, and the doors were not closed. It was not closed. There is an open door policy during this program where 
if you are to have other students visiting your dorm room, you have to leave the door open because who knows what may happen? Who knows? I mean, I'm not saying anything. They don't, they're not saying anything. Just, just be careful. Be safe, right? Better safe than sorry, I guess. So yeah, me and Thomas watched the uh, scary movie <laughs> together uh, while laying on his bed on our stomachs right next to each other in the dark. I mean, I, again, I didn't think of anything romantically of this because if we were to watch a scary movie, I was like, okay, maybe he's into uh, horror movies. Like, I mean, I'm not going to judge his taste in movies. Maybe it was like animation movie. Maybe it was a romantic movie, a drama, adventure, action. I mean, sci-fi. I mean, who knows? I mean, or horror out of the other genres. I'm like, okay, who, who knows if this was romantic or not? I mean, I didn't even think about that. So when I knew we were watching a horror movie, I also didn't think about how it was like dark in the room. Right. I mean, you would watch a movie when it's dark, right? So makes sense. We were sharing a laptop or watching the movie on the laptop. So it makes sense for us to also be right next to each other on his bed, right? If we were to be on his bed, it makes sense that one, we would be laying on the bed uh, on our stomachs or something like that, right? Just to be comfortable and to share or to maximize the amount of space that we both would have while on his bed or laying on his bed. And to also make ourselves more comfortable while watching the movie, right? Instead of like sitting on his bed on our, you know, with our butts or laying on our backs, it'd been more comfortable, objectively speaking, to lay on our stomachs side by side <laughs> the way we were. See, now let me say this. That was such an overthought out, just objective line of thinking. And that's how my brain works. That's how I thought about this all in like a span of a couple seconds. I was like, oh, okay. Yeah, this all makes sense objectively. Like, I get it. So let's watch the movie. And nothing else happened. Just we just watched the movie. I don't know if he was. Let me say this. I don't know if he was trying to make any moves on me, like doing the whole, you know, like oh, you know, putting up his arms and putting it around me kind of move. I don't know if he was eyeballing me at any point because I was just laser focused on the movie itself. So it was kind of interesting. It was like a murder mystery horror movie kind of thing. No, it was more like a horror murder movie like no monsters i don't know how else to explain the movie anyways that was an important part so yeah we just watched a horror movie in this room laying right next to each other on our stomachs in the dark right while having doors open and here's another thing now that i've reflected on the situation that i was also speculating was there anyone outside of our door or sorry his door while we were watching the movie i always thought about that like i don't know to this day like if there was anyone no one told me and I was just wondering, like, huh, I wonder if there was anyone listening in on us, like spying on us, eavesdropping, just to see if there's any action going on. But anyways, that's what happened. And that was, from my knowledge and from my awareness, you know, big baller move number two. So after that week, I believe it was the beginning. I can't remember at this point in regards to the timeline. It was either the pretty much the very end of the third week or the beginning of the fourth week of this program where things were finally starting to become revealed, starting to open up and reach the final chapter. <laughs> Ooh, the final chapter. What happened? Well, let me tell you. I was playing card games with a group of people up on the fourth floor and Thomas was also there just hanging out with someone else, talking to someone else. And I didn't really hang out with him or talk to him because I was just playing card games, right? I mean, it makes sense, right? I'm just, I'm just playing card games. Thomas was doing his thing. I was doing my thing. Now, Thomas ends up leaving 
And then I later found a text where he stated or pretty much told me that he was angry or upset with me because of the fact that I wasn't hanging out with him, nor was I talking with him. But in my mind, I was replying back to him saying like, but I was playing card games with other people. Like, why are you upset? That doesn't really make sense. Like, I understand the rationale behind of the statement you made, but I don't understand why you're being upset about this. Like, it should be logical that I was playing card games or just hanging out with other people. But nonetheless, I want to be the nice guy. I didn't want to be rude towards him because I understood him right, to some extent. So I replied back saying, oh, uh, I'm so sorry about that. Let me know if there's anything I can do to make up for it. <sighs> I am too stupid of a nice guy. I say things that are misleading. I say things that gives a huge window of an opportunity to other people to jump into. And uh, this is where things like this is where I feel dumb, where I should be more aware of the situation and choose my words carefully because I feel so stupid in this whole situation. Again, me being incredibly oblivious. So let me say this just to give you some awareness as well. It's already the fourth week of the program and I'm still unaware of Thomas's feelings for me. I'm not aware of anything. And now Thomas replies back to my text saying, oh, well, would you want to meet up in the morning to go walk to the Rose Garden in the Arboretum with me? And I was like, yeah, for sure, let's do that. Now, the next morning comes and I also interpreted his request as something where we were just gonna go jogging or kind of like do a light workout in the morning, like something cardio related. So I was wearing my workout clothes, I believe, and I went outside to meet up with Thomas and I found that he was just wearing his PJs. So immediately I was thinking, oh, okay, I guess we're not doing any sort of workout today. So I guess it's really just going to the Arboretum and just going to the Rose Garden, maybe just chill. And so we started walking to the Arboretum or more specifically the Rose Garden in the Arboretum. Now, this is where I finally realized, oh, wait, does Thomas like me? Oh, wait, is he going to ask me out maybe? And though this was my first time becoming aware of the situation, it's like I had all the puzzles, right, fit together in one go. And I like saw the picture right away. It's just kind of like it felt like that because sometimes when you're in a situation like the one I was in, maybe you can pick up you know a few pieces of the puzzle along the way. Like from I mean, throughout the entire program, I could have picked up on a few pieces of the puzzle and just kept it in the back of my mind thinking, OK, maybe Thomas likes me, maybe not. But I'll just, you know, just keep an eye out for that. And so I didn't. Instead, it's like I got all the puzzle pieces fit together in one go and I saw the picture right there and then. <laughs> it was such a profound moment because I was like, oh, whoa, is this really happening? And I was freaking out. Like my heart was beating out of my chest like crazy because I was like, it wasn't because a man was going to ask me out or had a crush on me. No, I don't. Love's love. I mean, I think I said this before. Love is love. Maybe not, but yeah, love is love. It doesn't matter who, who is it with or who is it going to be given to. Love is love. I was just freaking out of the fact that another person likes me. Because <laughs> I just think that I'm just a, a boring, plain dude. Like, no one likes me. I'm just someone who's overlooked. 
and I don't deserve love. I'm not dating's not applicable to me. Yada yada yada. You don't hear. You don't need to hear all this self-deprecating crap. That's just how I thought. And it just finally hit me. I was like, whoa, whoa it's going to happen. Wait, is it going to happen? Oh my god. Okay, let's keep our cool. Let's keep our cool. Let's just see what goes on. So we reach the rose garden. We sit down on the bench, and no one's talking. So I just started to make small talk. Oh, look at the flowers. Oh, I've never really been here. I never really saw the rose garden during the day. It looks really pretty. I was just pointing out uh, things I was observing within our environment. Stupid talk, stupid small talk. And then I was, you know, I became quiet. And then Thomas started his spiel about liking me. And well, he didn't say that specifically, but he was just leading up to it. Then he said the phrases or the phrase, you know, I like you or something like that. And I was like, holy shit, what do I say? And I was freaking out. I think I didn't let it show. Like, I think I, hopefully I did a good job in not showing my nervousness. But I was like, okay, what do I say? And at this point, I was more cognizant that, okay, this is another guy asking me out. So I wanted to say something that was appropriate so that he understood my sexual orientation. So what I told him was, and I feel stupid for saying this because I, I'll i tell you what I said and I'll tell you what I believe would have been a better way uh, to say it. So what I told him was, oh, uh, I'm so sorry, Thomas. Like, I actually don't swing that way. And, and then I went into a spiel about how we should become friends and I still like him as a friend. Like, and I started to like list out examples and explain those examples. And kind of like you do with essays, like you provide the statement, provide evidence for the statement, and then you kind of like provide an explanation about how this evidence supports that statement, right? I mean, if that makes sense, hopefully it makes sense. I mean, yeah, I, I said that. And I was stupid in saying that because I, because like I said, love is love. And I should have said a statement that was more universal because love is love. So what I should have said was, in my opinion, that I can't reciprocate his feelings or something along the lines of that. Like, I'm so I'm sorry, Thomas, like I, I can't reciprocate your feelings, but and then I can maybe talk about us, you know, still remaining as friends. Uh, maybe that's the wrong way to say it. Maybe that was the better way to say it. But I when I reflect on it, I just really do believe that that was what I should have said. So I reflected and heavily criticized myself for saying Oh, sorry, I don't swing that way. I didn't say it in that tone, but yeah, I just, I'm making fun of myself, right, for saying that. Ugh, I feel so stupid about that. But I, I learned from my mistakes and I'm more cognizant of the things to say, at least. Because being confessed to has happened, eh, it's like, how many times now? A couple of times by now. So I, I, I know how to handle it uh, respectfully and in an appropriate manner. So, yeah. It's pretty much, I went into a spiel about how we should remain as friends. And thinking back to it, I should have just cut it short because I think I was going into it too long. <laughs> and someone told me that, oh, Joe, you should like cut it short. Like he probably just wanted to run away when you pretty much rejected him. And I was like, wait, oh, you are right. But then, I mean, I don't think he was totally like scared or just embarrassed because we were walking back to our dorms together and we were actually still talking a little bit. So he actually started to tell me that he started to like me because his roommate, who is also gay, started to like me first, I believe. And 
it was something about how his roommate, Thomas's roommate, how he started to like me during that first week of the program, and he asked Thomas to do some, I guess, reconnaissance on me or something like that, to learn about my interest and other things about me, so that his roommate can have an easier approach to me, so that he can have. I, I'm just easy conversation starters, right? Stuff to think about. And then Thomas started to like me, so that happened. Yeah, and I also learned that a lot of people from both dorm buildings knew about Thomas's crush on me, and they thought. Here's the funny part, and I'm laughing at myself when I say this. People thought <laughs> that I was gay or definitely bi, and I laughed at that at myself because I was like. I, I didn't take offense to that, and I wasn't mocking other people. Like in no shape or form was I doing that because I was like, I don't know. To me, it was like a funny situation, like how this was a huge misunderstanding, I believe. And I don't know why. I just ultimately I was laughing at myself in this situation because I was the biggest doofus in this, in this thing. Because ultimately, because of how oblivious I was, I misled Thomas. Like maybe, maybe because of how. It seemed like I was leading Thomas on, and maybe that's how you know Thomas and his friends and other people were perceiving it as. Maybe they all thought, "Oh wait, does that mean Joey is gay too, or maybe bi?" So I, I definitely understand the rationale behind their assumptions about my sexual orientation. So I attribute this misunderstanding and any sort of like. Poof, I don't want to try to shift all the blame on myself, but I would say I will, I will shift a large portion of it. On myself due to my how oblivious I was because I should have been more careful and aware of things. That was that with Thomas. Once we got to our dorm buildings, I went up to my floor and then I saw my groupmates waiting in the lobby for me because hey, they also knew about this and they're like, oh, here's the other thing. They all thought me and Thomas would get together for sure. And again, I understand it because of the same rationale as before of how people judge my sexual orientation. Maybe how I was responding to Thomas may have seemed like I was leading him on and also reciprocated interest. So yeah, people thought me and him were definitely going to get together. But nonetheless, once I got to my floor, my groupmates were waiting for me, and then I was like, I immediately already knew what was up. Like I was like, you guys knew about this, didn't you? <laughs> and I was laughing about this, and again, I wasn't angry at them nor at anyone. And I pretty much like kind of told them the gist of what happened. And they were shocked. I was like, "Wait, you guys thought I was gay or definitely bi?" And they're like, "Yeah." I was like, "Oh my goodness." Ah,、uh, well, that was a big misunderstanding. Now we can laugh at it. But yeah, that was what happened with me and my first romantic experience. And let me say this too: there was actually a girl in that program who had interest in me as well, and I kind of had interest. Yeah, I had some interest in her. Maybe because she was half Asian, but like me, but I, I just had genuine interest in her, not because she was half Asian. So she, there's also other drama that happened between Thomas and that girl because、uh, I actually went to our program's dance with her, and I also, or there was also drama between Thomas and his roommate who had a crush on me too. So yeah, I don't know what else to say to that other than sorry, and. Remember being blamed for it by Thomas one day, like later within our freshman year, where he saw me working at our campus's gym. I was 
in this one area of swiping people into our you know school gym and it's a pretty secluded area so you can you can kind of slack off here and there so i saw thomas walk in and we're kind of catching up and then he also told me that he blames me for what happened and i was like wait what <laughs> i was so caught by oh good yeah i was so caught off uh, guard by that i was like wait why am i to blame like i can understand some parts i guess but why am i entirely to blame but anyways i just told him like oh yeah okay yeah i'm, I'm sorry for it and then Maybe he said you should be, I don't know. I, I'm not going to put words in the mouth, but I remember him blaming me for it and I apologize for it. So yeah, I mean, I'm not, I'm not going to make a big deal out of it. So that's why I apologized. I just, I, I guess you can call it being the bigger band, the bigger boy, bigger person, right? We don't need to genderize the, that, was it positioning, that line of thinking, the act, right? Of being the bigger person. Yeah. Anyways. That's what happened. Drama happened. It's, whew, it's, it can be its own K-drama, right? But in America, in a college setting, <laughs> whatever. I don't know. It's not. So that that's what happened. That's my first romantic experience. And that's my story for, <laughs> for that. I don't know what else to say about it. It was such a profound experience because I still remember it quite vividly to this day. Um, it's been more than four, four or five years maybe by now. Has it been? Yeah, pretty much four, no, five years. Yeah, wow, that's been a long time now. Well, I hope the story was fun for y'all. I hope that was some pretty good tea for for you for this Friday morning or whenever you're listening to this and it helps you set the mood for the weekend or whatever day it is. Whether Maybe it's a weekday. Maybe it helps set the mood for the weekday. Who knows? Use it at your own discretion, right? This sort of hot and steamy tea whatever kind of tea this is anyways thank you so much for listening to yet another episode of the half of this podcast if you'd like to listen to this podcast and support me please follow this podcast on your favorite podcast platform like spotify google Podcasts, apple Podcasts, and many other platforms you can also support me by sharing this with your friends and family who may find this insightful enjoyable or simply want to laugh their butts off if you'd like to contact me for any reason, please do so through my email, social handles, or visit my official input form page where you can input your questions, comments, or even any sort of topics that you'd like me to talk about in future episodes. I have all the links and contact information in the description for this episode below. Once again, thanks so much for listening to yet another episode of the Half of This Podcast and for listening to my first romantic experience. I'll see you next time. Well, not see you. I'll talk to you next time on Tuesday. Goodbye.